0: Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. Ship, and all the Americans at sea. Flash, Korea. The U.S. Army has just declared sleep off limits to all surgeons. You do Back up, Margaret. Your hot breath is finding your window.
1: Colonel, we're just trying to force down a meal here.
0: My doctor's back home will do unnecessary operations. You never heard of that. Treated a symptom. The disease goes merrily
2: on Hey MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co host Kenny, and joining me from across the pond, Simon. A gentleman. Today we're discussing season seven, episode 23, Preventative Medicine. It's the 170th episode overall, directed by Tony Mordente, written by Tom Reeder, originally aired on February 19th, 1979, and the production code is T416.
1: Father, how many more poor unfortunates have we out there? In round
0: figures, too many. What are these guys doing, running around in circles? I've got entry wounds coming from
1: three different angles. It was a duck shoot. It seems when the order to retreat came down, one battalion commander decided his men should stay and fight a little longer. Oh yeah, that's Colonel, uh... Lacy. Bingo. He's become our chief supplier. Well, why not? He deals strictly wholesale. Lacey has the highest casualty rate of any battalion commander in this sector. HQ calls that aggressive. I call it damn reckless. Whatever you call it, I'm sick of sewing it back together.
3: And the plot summary for this episode, Hawkeye performs a shocking and sinister stunt to keep a war-obsessed colonel from sending more young victims to a possible early grave, while Klinger tries to use voodoo on Potter to get a discharge.
1: Hey, oh, Whundawa! Whundawa! gaipen Kill me, oh spirits of darkness! That's the guy. Klinger, I'm pooped. Ah, it's working already. All right, I'll bite. What's working? My voodoo. You do voodoo? Mm, See, what ho! Hey, come on. Colonel, Colonel, I've tried chicanery, malingering, and endless flim flammery to get out of here. Well, no more, Mr. Nice Guy. I'm pulling out the heavy artillery. Voodoo Voodoo! Chicken Lumbo! Get away! Boy, that better not be one of mine. No, no, I got that from the cook. Oh. Colonel, I'm gonna put such a curse on you. You'll be on your knees begging me to accept the Section 8. Uh-huh. Oh, and if that don't do it, sir, (laughs) I'll be forced to use this. Oh, come on, Claire, cut out the weird stuff. I presume that's a little me. It ain't Mickey Rooney. Now, you know how this works, don't you, sir? Every day, another pin. Every day, another pain. Stick it, Swami. You're living on borrowed time, sir.
0: Come on, you can't talk to the colonel like that. Then you
1: stay out of it, or the teddy bear gets it next.
2: And for guest stars, we have James Wainwright, who played Colonel Lacey. James has done an incredible stint of playing one or two parts in every American TV series going. Example are Quincy, Rockford Files, Cannon, Simon &
3: Simon, Magnum & Hunter. And Larry Flash Jenkins, uh, plays Private North. Now, this was Lavi's second role on television, and he's still acting today. Oh, very cool. And then we have Jeff Maxwell returning as Private Igor Serminski. And, of course, Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto.
4: Men, I, uh, I would like to visit with each one of you personally, but there isn't enough time. I want you to know I'm proud of you. The battalion is proud of you. Uh, one other thing. Your performance over the last few days has given me the confidence to submit a plan to I-Corps. A plan for our battalion to spearhead a counteroffensive uphill 403. And this time men, we are going to take it. I know your good wishes go with us. God bless you. And thanks.
0: Thanks to all of you. Impressive. Disgusting, but impressive. Kinda left out a lot of good stuff. What about Into the Valley of Death? Or remember the Alamo or the ever-popular Damn the Torpedoes?
4: Doctor, why don't you just take care of these brave men?
0: I have not yet begun to fight.
2: Okay, so let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. I really liked this episode. It was, um, it was just, it was, it was, it, it made you think. You mm-hmm. know, because I kept going back and forth. Is he doing it, you know, is he, because he's doing it, for good reasons but he's also a doctor and he's not supposed to do harm. No. Nah. So it's 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 hard. It's such a such a morally hard question, you know, if he is in the right or not. But I did like the fact that they show that you know, radar is running the camp.
1: What kind of day did I have at the office, Radar? Uh, sir, while you were in OR, you took care of the strength report, completed the DD5 uh, series A through C, and you ordered a new autoclave. It's amazing how much I can get done without even showing up. Thank you, son.
2: Uh, you know, because um, Potter gets out of out of surgery after like 18 hours. He's like, okay, hey, what did I do today? And Radar just kind of runs down everything <laughs> that Potter's supposed to do, but Radar does it instead. Um, and then it's reiterated when Lacey says, the you know the company clerk is the one that actually runs the camp, yeah. Um, which is true. We've always known Radar runs everything. They did a good job at uh, making Lacey an extremely dislikable person. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, he was like, um, he he got to like flag level for me, or just hatred. <laughs> where I was oh, just God. like, oh man, I just want this guy to die because he's so horrible. He's just he's. But what's, what's crazy is that he's he puts on that facade of being this very nice and. And caring, and he you know he cares about his men, yeah. but you know you know deep down he just he, they're just means to an end for him. He just wants oh, a yeah, yeah, hill. Yeah. That's all he yeah. wants is a hill. There's no reason. There's, he's not <laughs> protecting anybody. He's not rescuing anybody. He just wants a giant mound of dirt. It's like the principle behind it. That's all he wants. You know, I did like the whole uh, Potter when he speaks up to Lacey, telling him that he yeah. doesn't think. You know, that was that. I do like that. That he kind of stood his ground
1: before you go, I've been in this man's army 30-odd years. Never said this to a line officer before. I wonder if you aren't being a little careless with your men. Are you aware you have the highest casualty rate of any battalion commander? Why don't you try pulling back a little? He's you trying to put me out of my Crum? No, I guess I'm just trying to get you to put me out of mine.
2: I like the scene when Margaret, you know, because obviously Margaret loves power, and this guy has power, where she's <laughs> flirting with them and coming on to him, and then all of a sudden, all it takes is her finding out that he really has no soul.
4: Twenty or thirty
0: percent.
4: Right there, uh, you know, a plan. That's at
0: least a hundred men.
4: Approximately, yeah. A plan was used in the Battle of Monte Cassino. You see, the That's Germans. three men out of every ten. Has Ikor approved this? Oh, not yet, but I'll I'll sell it to him. I've wanted that hill for a long time. By God, this time I'm going to have it.
0: What makes that hill so important?
4: We're getting it. At any rate, the Germans were dug in, and we knew we were Excuse in.
0: Say,
4: I forgot to wash up. Of course.
2: Now yeah. he's he's willing to sacrifice. What was it, twenty to thirty percent, which is like yeah. hundred men, and she was like. Devastated, instantly turned off and i love the reaction you can just see it click and I, I mean it's such a subtle thing that uh, loretta swift did but it was so good because you can just see her go from you know trying to flirt with them to instantly just being disgusted with them
3: oh yeah all done in the eyes as well yes i just love that scene just that one little
2: moment i was like oh yeah she's so good Lost yes you. and then and the big question is was hawkeye wrong and i went back and forth i think i would have done the same thing i mean he didn't hurt Lacey at all, other than cut him open and take out his appendix. But he didn't do any reputable damage that's going to cause any further, you know, and he saved, you know, hundreds of men. Though BJ does say, you know, there's just going to be someone else who takes his place, which they kind of show in the episode at the end when they got tons of casualties coming in still. But, you know, at least some men will be saved because Hawkeye did the, You know, did what he did. So I like BJ's conflict with, with Hawkeye. You know, knowing, you know, I mean, uh, it's just so, it's such a hard, it's a hard choice. What do you do? You know, is, is Hawkeye right? Is he not?
3: What do you think of this episode? Um, I I didn't like it. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I gave it a seven out of ten. Um, oh. And I think the reason why, I mean, I can't stand Colonel Lacy, which is a good thing, because, yes. because obviously you're not meant to, but the fact it's a rehash episode, it's been done Three times already in Mash um, with the colonel or someone in charge. The Ring Banger was a classic example of that mm-hmm. one with Leslie Nielsen, um, and we virtually get the same kind of whole story with the the patients refusing to speak to him and telling him telling all the doctors that this guy's um, you know basically no good yeah um so that that goes against it i also several things i don't believe in this as well um you mentioned earlier about margaret Venor flirted to her but we've and i do like her change in heart but we've gone kind of we started to move away from that version of her mm-hmm. um you know we, we really have we've moved away and that suddenly comes back and she's a nurse so she actually knows what these patients have been through anyway because she sees the record so she knows why they're there and why there's so many of them also the fact that the army uh, the army would have picked up on so many kind of uh, casualties anyway so this this generally wouldn't have happened and also Hawkeye turning around saying that he hates BJ he's just really uh, just not right it's nothing in character about that at mm. all. yeah they get frustrated but BJ is speaking the truth you know and he's speaking exactly what you can't just cut into a, a human being and again we've had this exact same conversation uh, before Yeah, saying that, and there's also a few things that stick out as well. With the bit with Klinger, he's got that chicken. Yet in in the next scene, they'll also go on about how rubbish the food is. Well, Klinger's got a chicken. Chicken, yeah,
2: yeah. I thought the same (laughs) thing.
3: Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, But I I must admit, I really do like uh, the fact that Lacey has. He's he's so kind of like um, full of himself. He has. He has no acknowledgement of like Hawkeye's rant at him, uh, yeah. anyone, even even uh, Potter's word of him. But I do love the line where Hawkeye, uh, where he turns and says, "I've got something for the men." And Hawkeye says, "Your resignation." Uh, <laughs> that that would be like, and I also like the cardiac arrest scene with Hawkeye, B.J. and Margaret again mm-hmm. working together, showing they're a good team, whilst Levy just doesn't care. if He's just speaking to the general. Yeah, um, you know, and and. and the end bit where Hawkeye comes back and he's covered in blood and stuff like that that's not again that's not really hawkeye's i don't believe he'd do that you know what I mean at this point in him as himself and yeah. i know I know that we are still meant to believe that this is spread over three years but really we we, we spread over this is like you know seven years now kind of thing yes yeah. and the characters do naturally develop and that went against it for me um so no i'm not I'm not a great fan of this one i mean i there's bits of it that I really do like. If if I hadn't seen any of the other ones that were similar to these, I yeah. think Lacey is possibly the worst one out of all of them, yeah. and and I would i, I probably would have given it more.
2: Yeah, I mean, I gave it eight out of ten. I I you know I didn't mind. I don't. I mean, I remember the what was it? The ring, the, the ring banger. Yeah, yeah, the ring. I remember that episode, uh, and yeah, I mean, but you know, after a while, some of these episodes just are similar because you can only tell so many stories over and over again i didn't i didn't it it, it it didn't bother me um hawkeye's you know wanting to do it i mean, it didn't feel out of character for me yeah but you know i mean to each their own they're not gonna they're not gonna all be winners
3: no i mean and also as well don't get me wrong i'm fully aware of that, that the fact that um in this day and age as well that tv writing has to change slightly because we have what's you know what we call binge TV you've got Netflix you've got mm-hmm. Amazon Prime you've got all these things where you can watch a whole series in one evening if you want therefore you cannot do yeah. TV you have to do each episode different than the first which is yeah. good for originality but you know you go back and watch stuff like The Equalizer or Married with Children or stuff like that uh, or The A-Team is especially like this is when you watch that you know three episodes in a row it's terrible yeah. because every episode is the same but that wasn't the case back in the 80s you know you had to watch an episode and then you had to watch a week later the next episode comes in and you kind of can't remember what happened the last week. Yeah. So, you know, and, and this is also the same with mash readers. Really. So I, I, have, I have to be careful what I say when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Before anyone writes in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very cool. All
4: right, fellas. What is it? Let's uh, clear the air. For some reason, you seem to resent me. I want to know why. Colonel, we're just trying to force down a meal here. Okay, I've got a high casualty rate, I know that. Somehow, you fellas seem to think I don't care. Let me tell you something. When I saw them lying in there, my own men... I'm not
0: ashamed to admit it, no, sir. I felt a real lump in my throat. That lump was in your head. I beg your pardon? Don't do it, Hark. Maybe you can beguile a bunch of innocent kids with that righteous clap trap, but don't pull it on me. You're a dangerous man, Lacey. You love this. The stirring speeches, the strategy, the execution with a capital E. It's all one big bloody game to you. And then when they're carrying the wounded players off the field, you become the cheerleader. You make me sick. You didn't.
4: I should chew your tail out, doctor, but I'm not.
0: Besides, it's not you
4: speaking, it's fatigue. You're worn thin. I know, I deal with it every day. Let me give you a prescription, doctor. A week's R&R. In fact, I'll recommend it to Colonel Potter if you like.
0: He's ice. How do you get to a guy like that? Civil. You hold him down and drive a peace treaty through his heart.
2: Alright, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. Uh, originally the story To have Hawkeye and BJ being equally eager to perform the medically needless appendectomy to put the warmongering colonel out of action. However, Mike Farrell objected to this plot development on the basis that it was an act of mutilation and is never justifiable. While Alan Alda was equally adamant that it was appropriate for the sake of the lives of the soldier the colonel was about to manipulate into battle, despite that colonel being clearly ordered to keep out of needless combat the resulting argument between the actors was incorporated into a revised script which also has bj refused to cooperate with hawkeye surgery that's
3: quite cool isn't so it? even the
2: actors yeah the actors were opposed on opposite sides yeah. I'm, I'm glad bj spoke up i mean or uh, mike farrell
3: yeah yeah because he makes it a bet for a better episode but yeah you know. <laughs> yeah. um, my fact matter, interestingly enough, Hawkeye taints a colonel's drink to have him develop pains that he blames on appendicitis. Now, this is actually not the first time Hawkeye has done this in the season three episode, White Gold, fed up with Colonel Flagg harassing the camp with an investigation into penicillin theft. Both Hawkeye and Trapper gleefully fake the very same symptoms and perform an appendectomy on Flagg. Uh, it's even hinted slightly that they had approval from their commanding officer, Colonel Henry Brakes, and make it so flag leaves them alone indefinitely. Not one of them ever gives a single mention to this obvious betrayal of the Hippocratic Oath, which BJ stands firm against in this latter episode. Quite the contrary, the whole issue is treated as a joke in White Gold. But that's that's Trapper and uh, Hawkeye. Yes, so that's, you know he didn't. They're have very BJ similar. To like that. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, but I, I do like that, that, you know, I know you say the story is the same, but there is that slight difference that, you know, yeah, that BJ yeah. is against it. So, um, all right, for the next behind the scenes, um, more timey-wimey stuff. In Change of Command, when Potter first arrives, he tells Radar that he was 15 years old when he joined the Army during World War I. In this episode, he tells Colonel Lacey that he's been in the man's army for 30-odd years. This would mean Potter is 45 years old but he should be in his 60s. In Pressure Points he tells Sydney that he's 62, but even that doesn't work. If he was 62 in 1952, uh this means he was born in 1890. That means he was much older than 15 during World War I.
3: Yeah, it would have been about 26.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they you know, they they don't they don't really pay attention to their timeline.
3: Oh no, no <laughs> I I found uh when when I was doing some of the the, the bits on on the script here we did that uh I found somebody that has actually done a timeline on MASH. Really? Uh, and I start, Yeah, and I started to read it, and I was just going, I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so by the time of the Korean War, a casualty rate of over 10% was considered extremely high. If Colonel Lacey submitted a plan with 20 to 30% casualty estimated and had run high casualty rates in combat, he would be subject to a review and possibly reassignment to a non-combat position. So there we go. That's it. That's what
2: you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. All right. Uh, Our last one, when Colonel Lacey is talking to Margaret in the mess tent and the meat on his fork disappears and reappears between shots. I (laughs) did notice that this time.
3: Yeah, I did notice (laughs) that And uh, we got a fun fact, and here's the fun fact. Despite all the nurses being named after the old NATO phonetic alphabet, they weren't always the same. Some episodes would see Nurse Baker, named after the phonetic letter B, being played by actress Patricia Stevens. Other times, she would be a different character, and Nurse Baker would be played by Leslie Evans. And craziest of all, no one ever seemed to notice. Well, we did. (laughs) I'm like, we did, yeah. (laughs)
0: I feel bad. Maybe you'll get ambushed on the way home.
4: No problem. I'll, uh, I'll get up there yet. You're gonna defy orders? Well, of course not. I'm a soldier. I don't defy orders. The general ordered me not to launch an offensive. I don't intend to. But I still have to send out reconnaissance. And patrols usually draw fire. Once the bullets start flying, nobody knows who started what.
0: I don't believe him. You know something, Colonel? You're a heck of a guy. You have to admire a man. It won't take no for an order. I don't believe you. No, I mean it, really. <laughs> I underestimated you. Forget it, huh? Listen, how about I buy you a drink? Well, Actually, I was thinking of buying you one. Wait a minute. You're gonna buy him a drink? Yeah, no, really, I thought we go back to the swamp and, uh, you know, sit around and relax. And uh, you could talk with the Colonel while I, you know, mix the drinks. I talked to the Colonel. Yeah, you know, while I, while I mix the drinks. Hmm? Well, you come on. Sure, you who knows, it might be fun. We'll have a great time after you, sir. By the way, Colonel McAvoy, you made it. McAvoy, the kid inside, he's all right. Oh, McAvoy, listen, that was good work. It was good
4: work. <laughs> We're gonna have a great time.
0: Who's ready for round two?
4: Besides me. Well, maybe one more, just to settle my stone.
0: Oh, you have, uh... Problem with your stomach? Uh, It's probably a lousy chow here. Can't be that. Our food kills instantly. Okay. Nice and dry. Just like the last one. Oh, Thank you. Let me get that, Colonel. Uh, Thanks, gentlemen. One for me and one for you. Mm -hmm. You know, we're really not so far apart. Right. Opposite sides of the same fence. No, he's got a point. We're all in the same business. As surgeons, we'll sacrifice some tissue in order to save the whole body. You'll sacrifice a few men in order to, uh to uh what is it you get out of that again? A hill. You know, a rock. Oh, oh. yeah, right. See, we're we're practically the same. Oh, oh boy, that's smart. Your stomach again? Yeah. Hmm. Let me see. Where does that hurt? Uh oh there oh boy bad case of gastritis probably lay you up a couple days have you ever had your appendix out oh, no appendix yeah acute appendicitis that could keep you out for a week or two two weeks Oh. don't take me off the line I'll lose my battalion definitely your appendix wait a minute you want to open him up and take out his appendix well I could reach down his throat and get it but that would be another two weeks oh
3: oh gee that sounds bad oh.
2: All right, you can find MASH4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH4077podcast.
3: And you can follow us on Twitter, at MASH4077podcast. And you can follow me, at HawkeyeMeds. You can find me, Kenny, at GeekyFanboy. And if you're enjoying
2: this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website, and there is a PayPal button, Or you can go to Patreon.com slash GeekyFanboy. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash GeekyFanboy. And you can become a monthly donator to our podcast.
3: And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH4077 Podcast.
2: Alright, so that's going to do it for this episode. So one thumbs up, one thumbs down. Just yeah. originality. It was a good performances, I think, by everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just, you just wanted more of an original story, and, and it wasn't.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the only thing, really. Yeah.
2: Cool. All right, well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. What
3: the hell do you think you're doing? I'm taking
0: out that guy's appendix in there. You gonna get into your whites or what? You're talking about removing a healthy organ. No, I figure his appendix is about as sick as his mind. Doctors aren't supposed to take bodies apart. They're supposed to put them together. Why, so guys like that can take them apart again? You heard him. He's going to take those kids up that hill tomorrow and send them back to us in pieces. That man is crazy. That doesn't make this right. Some things are wrong, and they're always wrong. Fine, it's wrong. But there are going to be a hundred boys still alive tomorrow. Go tell them how wrong it is. Damn it! Why don't you just stab him? Cutting into a healthy body is mutilation. <laughs> don't give me that. There aren't doctors back home who do unnecessary operations. You never heard of that? And for what? For a few bucks. All right, suppose you get him relieved of his command. What about the guy they send to replace him? He's going to be better than this guy. He's got to be. You don't know that for sure, do you? So I'll take them one at a time. What have I got to lose? Just your self-respect, that's all. You're a doctor of medicine. You cut into a healthy body, and you're going to hate yourself for the rest of your life. I hate myself right now. I hate me, and I hate you, and I hate this whole life here. And if I can keep that maniac off the line by a simple appendectomy, I'll be able to hate myself with a clear conscience. All right, you want to play God, you do it alone. If you're gonna keep talking about it, put a mask on. I don't want to run the slightest risk of infecting you.
2: Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode as well as some little known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Mash4077 podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Directed by Tony Mar- Oh my god, Mordent Mordent Mordent. Mo okay. Mordente? Mordent Mordente? You think there's I an think a so. Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: Appropriate for the sake of the lives of the soldier, the colonel was about to uh, mutilate,
3: manipulate. God, oh, swear, God! I can swear, <laughs> swear, I can read. An aptum. I've done it. Yes. Uh, perform an aptum. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hold on. And perform an aptem. Oh, <laughs>
2: sorry. I, I gave you my uh, stammering.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.